Hey mama, and welcome to this week's episode of the Successful Mama podcast. I'm your host, Shannon Carruthers, a habit and success coach turned podcaster, and I am really thankful you are here. Now, if you missed the news, you may want to head back to episode 35 and listen to the inside scoop where I give you a little peek as to what has been going on lately here. But ultimately, the short and sweet message is that I decided to take a few weeks off of the podcast. Now, I couldn't leave you hanging with nothing to listen to, so I decided naturally to just replay some of the episodes that you guys have loved. This way, if you're new here, maybe you didn't tune in from the very beginning and you haven't had a chance to catch up, you can listen to some of these favorites or you can always scroll back in the archives to find the ones that are most appealing to you. Hopefully you'll love them all because I, I mean, I'm a little biased, but I do. And on these weeks off, I would love to hear from you in my DMs at Successful Mama Podcast. Now you should know I won't likely respond right away because I am taking the time off away from my Instagram as well, but I truly want to hear from you as far as what you think, what you want to see going forward in the podcast, and maybe a guest that you would love to hear from. And while you're waiting, you may as well go ahead and tap five stars and leave a little review. I would so appreciate it because again, that is the best way to get the word out about this podcast and the things that we're sharing to empower moms and remind us that we are not alone on this journey. We have the ability to define what success means to us. And it's important that we remember it's not always going to look the same, but we still can learn from one another along the way. Okay, enough talking from me, but just know that I'll be back with a brand new episode for you November 21st. So until then, get your headphones, your earbuds, your speaker, whatever you like to listen on and get ready to get caught up and enjoy this episode. Hey mama, what do you think of when you hear the word success, fame, status, and fortune? What about rocking your baby to sleep or coaching Little League? advocating for your special needs child, or mastering meal planning, maybe going back to school or starting your own business. The truth is success looks different for us all, and it may change depending on the season of life you're in. After finding myself in a dark place, I decided to set an example for my two boys by intentionally choosing what I wanted for my life and seeking it, even if it was scary. And now I'm so excited to bring you stories of other moms who are living out their version of success. I plan to ask these incredible women not only about their journeys, but how they are making it through the madness and the magic that we all know as motherhood. So whether your assistant just brought you a hot espresso or you're rocking your baby on a third cup of reheated coffee, settle in and get ready for some goodness. I'm Shannon Carruthers, and this is the Successful Mama Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to this episode of the Successful Mama podcast. I am your host, Shannon Carruthers, and as always, we have a great guest today. Um, You know, I keep hearing from you guys that these episodes that you are really connecting with these moms and that their stories are just so meaningful to you, and this one is going to be just that. And I love the fact that, you know, our, our success stories can look so differently and yet we can still take pieces from all of them and bits of wisdom that we can learn from one another. So this one's going to be a bit of a throwback for me (laughs) because I'm going to go back to some high school days because my guest today is Jamie Long. Um, and she and I went to high school together. We played a little basketball together and it's been a minute. 
Long, yeah, long yep. <laughs> so anyway, you guys are going to love her story. We're going to talk about her kiddos. We're going to talk about some rodeo. A little welcome to Alabama, right? <laughs> and anyway, so Jamie, thank you so much for coming. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Shannon. Yeah, it's going to be fun. So why don't we get started and you can just tell everybody a little bit about you. All right. Well, I'm Jamie Long and I'm originally from uh, Athens, Alabama. and We've moved back. So for like a 15, 14, 15 year span, I had gone to college in the Shoals. I kind of stayed over in Florence and moved to Savannah, and now we're back. So uh-huh. I got two little ones. Well, kind of. I got a 14 year old and a two year old. Well, 18 months. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, very good. And <laughs> Mary. Yeah. Shout out to the husband. Yeah. Brian. <laughs> awesome. Well, um, Jamie, I want to, so like I mentioned, we played a little basketball. Yeah. It's been a few years since then, hasn't it? <laughs> Almost 20. Oh, gosh. I swear every time whenever <laughs> we're like talking or I'll talk to somebody from high school and I'll be like, we're really old. Like, how did we get yeah, here? Yeah, because I still feel like I could be in my 20s. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like, and unfortunately, I do like try to do some of the things that I could do in my twenties. And then I'm like, Oh, I hear my knees cracking or like my back hurts the next day and stuff. Yeah. yeah I'm like 70 surgeries. Then, so. Oh my gracious. Yeah. So let's get started. We'll just talk, we'll go back to basketball and talk about that All a little right. bit. And then, um, and we'll talk about your knees and how that, how that adjusted and, and affected your life going forward. Yeah. So why don't you tell us about that? Well, from a small child, like I love sports and just that's really was, I was gifted in it. Um, God gifted me with great work, work ethic, but also athletically. And whenever I was in high school, I'd gone like my mom and dad put me through a ton of camps and a ton of traveling. And so I, um, when I was in high school, I blew my knee out. Um, I had some colleges kind of looking at me before. And when that happened, it was like, it wasn't just kind of, you kind of blew out your ACL. It was like, you blew out your ACL and you put it in your weight bearing cartilage. And we don't, we don't really know if you'll play. So I rehabbed it and played my senior year, and I got picked up by Division II school, uh, junior college. And then I played my first year. Um, well, I, I rode the bench a lot. I wasn't used to it. <laughs> but um, I had to have another knee surgery when I went over there. And so after that, I kind of rode the bench a lot. And then the next year, I just told the coach, hey, take my scholarship, and I'll manage. Um, I'll be a manager of the team. So I learned a lot that way, and um, I played for a great coach, and then moved back home for a summer, and uh, I got kind of back into, like, roping, and um, I had a friend who was helping me, and he was over in Florence. So wait, before before you move forward, okay. tell us a little bit about roping. What do you mean by that? Like, you're riding horses and then roping stuff, yes. or you're roping, like, on the ground, or what do you... So, yeah, like, you practice, like, I, you know, you practice a lot on the ground, just roping dummies, and gotcha. then, um, yeah, you rope, like, from a horse. From the horse, okay. Like, I, from... That's what I pictured, but I just wanted to get, like, yeah, a clear... Yeah, no, because if you're not around it, and so I'm going to bring you back to that place, some, okay. because I imagine a lot of our listeners are probably not super familiar with rodeo, and I know, I know I'm not, right. which I've gotten... A little bit of that, uh, you know, from seeing your stuff right. and the things you post. So I know a little bit more. But, you know, I remember going to the rodeo as a kid, but I didn't really understand. Like, I was like, oh, there's a bull. There's a, you know, just yeah, seeing really some animals. It's, it's fun. So anyway, okay. So you get into roping again. And, you know, it's just still like, I'm like, okay, 
well, the person that was helping me get back into it had moved over to Florence to live with a friend. So I went over there and was getting lessons and the friend was like, hey, um, I need an apprentice kind of to ride. He broke and trained horses. I need an apprentice to ride for me. So I started there and um, we just developed a relationship. We were together probably two years and then in 2009, I had a child together, Montana. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, when I blew my knees out for a 16-year-old who had only done that, it was like, what am I going to do now? Like, I had no direction. Like, I knew I was going to college. I wasn't sure what for, but I just wanted to play ball. And so I really feel like Montana was kind of like, she kind of, it was like God just placed her because I didn't grow up like wanting kids, you know, really. It wasn't like. Did you see yourself as a mom ever? Like. Not, not often. It wasn't like I sat back dreaming about, oh, this big wedding and getting married and, you know, having children. Like, I mean, yeah, I, you know, I had a great mom. I had a great example. So I thought, have, so I thought, you know, you know, I could do this, but. It was like shell shock, like, oh, my goodness. Uh, antibiotics and birth control do not play well together. So, um, But I, I really feel like that was just God because I am a Christian and I was a Christian then. And I just feel like that was God being like, OK, you need some direction because you you ain't. You know, my plan was like to get at, graduate from school. I was at Athens State. My plan was to graduate from school and just move out west, you know. You know, that was, that was the dream. Was there was dream. not anything else. Yeah. It was like, just I, move out west move and we'll figure, figure it, out. it out. Yeah. I really feel like my life is like, figure it out. Like, that's what it is. That's the, the headline <laughs> yeah. of your life. Figure it out. Okay. And so I was like, all right, well, told the family and stuff. And I was still very much, uh, I didn't know what I was going to do. So and, you guys were not wanting this child. I mean, like you weren't planning. No, she was not planning. Okay. Yeah, it wasn't like planning like, hey, let's have it. So now all of a sudden you're in this place where you're trying to figure out, okay, what's, what do I do now? Right. I was working at a barn. And how old were you at this point? So I got pregnant at 23 and I had her at 24. Um, I was working at a barn that had, uh, it was a thoroughbred barn. They um, had some on the track and, but um, they were kind of like, hey, you're a double liability, so I didn't have a job. Oh. You know, I was out of a job then, and nobody's going to hire you at pregnant, you know, pregnant. Right. So I kind of depended on her father, and, you know, he took care of us. And then um, when she was about four weeks old, like, I was like, I need a job. I want to work. Like, you I've didn't always see worked. yourself as, like, stay-at-home mom. No. That was never a thing. No. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Get me out of this house. I'm going to do some work. Because yep. you're go. a worker, like you said. Oh, yes. You've always had that, like, I'm going to go. I'm going to get it done. Like, I remember that from back in yeah, the day. Yeah, I worked from, you know, babysat. I wasn't the best babysitter, so. Um, <laughs> they were all alive, you know, and great kids now. And, well, actually, they have babies, so it's, oh, that's. Yeah. <laughs> we're old. old. Yeah. And uh, then I worked at the orchard, and I've worked at stores. And, I mean, it's just, I've always worked. I've yeah. always wondered. I watched my mama work, and that's, you know, what you do. Yeah. So then now she's four weeks old. And, and you want to like, go to work. I got to find a job. So I start working at a new restaurant. And I started as a server and I worked my way up into management. And then I started, um, I left there because, okay, so while I was there, I met cool people. And I had this little hostess and she was studying. 
when we were slow, she'd study and I'd say, Elizabeth, what are you doing? And I'd, she'd say, well, I'm going to be an industrial hygienist. And I was like, well, what's that? And she was like, you know, well, it's kind of like the OSHA folks, except you do more of like um, making sure people are breathing clean air or the noise isn't too high, stuff like that. Gotcha. So I said, um, well, let me see what, what that requires, because I have a biology degree from Athens State. And so I look and I'm like, oh, she said, if you go back to school for this, I can get you an internship at International Paper oh. in Cortland. So I was like, okay. Because, see, when I graduated from Athens State in 2009 with a biology degree, um, it was during the recession, and I would go in for interviews, and they'd be like, hey, you interviewed great. We think you'd be great, but we got these people with 25 years' experience that are willing to take a lot less money. Right. So I was just like, okay. I feel like that's such a common story. Like, you go in somewhere, and you're overqualified, or you're underqualified, right. or the situation's not right. Like, like interviewing for a job is such a frustrating time yes isn't it it really is you have to really stay true to the long game and reminding yourself that you are worthy of being you know being a good employee because you're not necessarily going to get that receptive come work for us we would love to have you that you probably i mean you probably deserve well i mean it's just like well and you kind of have to know how to play the game now because it's all on the computer oh it's all so you have to rotate your put keywords in or whatever and it's just like oh my gosh oh yeah it's a whole it's a it's a full-time job to get a full-time job (laughs) and so um i realized that i could i was like okay i'll do this this might be my foot in the door somewhere i knew i needed something like that i didn't want to work 60 hour weeks while she was little and so i had man i was left that job was managing another restaurant and um Great people, great folks, but I just didn't want to be doing that. My and that's life. how much you were working at the time was right. like 60 hours mm-hmm. a week. Yeah. And and so I would work during the night and he was working during the day and he would keep her at night. And then I was like, oh, I want to go back to school. And his parents are great folks. And so they lived close. And so I signed up for my classes, got student loans and started school. And I would take her to his parents they would keep her, and I I really couldn't have done it without them, and she is the person she is because of them. So let me ask you this. At this point in your life, what did you see for your life? Like, what did you see going forward? Did you have a specific plan as far as what you wanted, or, or can you go back to that place and think of, like, what you envisioned your life turning out to be? Does that make sense, what I'm asking? Yes, it does. So... I knew I was lucky if I had about a dollar in my bank account. Gotcha. So I was like, hey, I had a good life and I didn't want for nothing, you know, and my mama worked really hard and my daddy did too, but my mama was with us every day and I have two sisters. So I know there were hard times. I really felt like the position I was in is from choices I made. And the only way that I was going to, do better get better for her was to make better make different choices and trust god really yeah and so i got you know i got in my classes i didn't have but there was no plan no shannon no plan okay i was just curious like (laughs) i don't plan that like i it it's really like a whim no plan yolo you know that's right (laughs) i'm trying to do better but when i got there the internship came open and you had to um, interview for it well there were tons of people that were a little bit further along or younger or had 
probably smarter than me. And so I walk in and the man's in there and he starts asking me questions. And I said, I pretty much said, look, if you'll give me a shot, there is nobody that'll work harder than me. I said, I'm a single mama and you will not find a person on this earth if they want something for their kids that'll work harder than me. And I got the job. I love that. And I worked my tail off. And you did what you said you would do. Yeah. And it's without him, and I told him, I said, this is a shot. This is my shot. I'm only here. I only come back to school for this inter- internship to get my foot in the door. And I'm telling you, I'll make it worth your while. I love that. And I really do. Like, I just... <laughs> You know, it takes me back to that episode with um, with Marsha Lindstrom where she was talking about the way that she got her first job. And I believe it was episode. I'll have to go back and look. It's one of the earlier episodes, maybe episode four, six. I don't know. You can go back and look. Anyway, <laughs> Marsha Lindstrom, you should check that episode out. It's really good. But she talked about something similar with her interview when she went in. Oh, yeah. And she did. so, um, but showing people and like being honest with them and being direct with them. Like, this is why I want this job. This is who I am. This is what I can do for you and what I can bring to the table. And I'm willing to work and show you that. Right. So I, that reminded me of that, the way you, you said that. Okay. Continue on. So I got the job and I remember right where I was when they called because it was life changing for me. That's, that's what it was life changing. And, uh, I, my first call was to uh, Montana's papa, um, on her father's side, and I said, "Papa, you ain't gonna believe this." And I told him that I got the job, and he said, "I never doubted you." He said, "You're gonna be great," and I was like, "I'm, I am," and. That job was the starting of where I'm at now. So I loved it. I loved that job. When I stepped into industry, I was like, this is where I'm supposed to be. And um, we, I pay, I worked there one semester and the next semester, I pay, they come in and told us that they were closing that mill down. And they had, um, but they had job fairs. and it, So it was a paper mill, right? Yes, it was a paper mill. And, it was a wonderful place to work. Like the people were great. It that community took a hit, and it was just a. I really did. I like it was. It was a great place. And but they had like job fairs for people who were still working age and stuff. And I went and I turned my um, resume in. They let us go as co-ops. So thankful for that. There was another paper mill in, so it was Counts, Tennessee, which is just north of where I was living. And so I was like, okay, here we go. Well, I got a job offer from a, a container board plant in Louisiana. And I was, like, considering taking it and yeah. moving. So and did I, you have ties? Like, what? I mean, I know your family's here. Did you ever feel like you wanted to stay here or you didn't care where you went or you just wanted to move further west? Or what are your thoughts on, like, location it was just, at this point? At this point, it was I need to I need to keep making this money. Gotcha. So wherever the job is, that's where you go. That's where. I'm okay. Going. Gotcha. And um, I knew it would be tough, but I, you know, I stayed. I when I got pregnant, I could have moved home, and I stayed because I wanted her. No matter what happened, I wanted her to have 
I wanted us to be able to co-parent because that's what I was raised with. You know, co-parents, they did, you know, a great job. And so I wanted to foster that for her. Yeah. And uh, so I ended up, I knew a girl. It was going to end up being one of the ladies I interviewed with. And I said, hey, uh, I think you know her. And she was like, oh, yeah, I'll put in a good word. And so I was so thankful. They call me, and I, I'm on this interview, and they're looking for, like, a process engineer, and I am not that. And she said, well, I'll tell you what. I'll pass your your resume on to the safety folks. And uh, she called me. We were ended up being at a beach trip, and she called me, and she said, hey, Jamie. She said, uh, safety don't – said, they just don't got the work for you. And, like, instead of HR calling me, like, she called she me. She called. Yeah. And she says, um, safety just don't got the work for you, but uh, environmental, they're going. if you would like to, they'll take you as a co-op. And I was like, yeah. I mean, I got a biology degree, and I told them that I could do the things they needed as an environmental co-op, too, because I had done a little bit at IP. Yeah. And so I was like, um, okay, uh, great. And she was like, I, I was like, thank you, and thank you so much, you know. And Tommy and I had split this time. So I'm hired as a co-op at PCA and doing the environmental things. And I they put me on a couple projects, and I think I work as a co-op, I don't know, one. I know it was one full semester. And then she tells me, hey, uh, we want to hire you full time. And I was like, okay. And I said, well, I'm, you know, by this time, I was kind of, I was on the off semester. Tommy and I had split this time. And so I get the email, and she's, it's an offer letter. And it's for the process engineering job. And I'm at the beach with my mom, my family, my sisters. And I said, and my mom was like, I said, I got the letter. And she was like, well, how much is it for? And I'm like, $60,000. And I was like, about to fall out. You know, like just... Cause that was not what you were expecting. No, I like, no, nah, I'd have took no. They they got <laughs> nah. they could have got you for way less. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, it was just I was God. I just thanked God. You know, like okay. So if you're separated from Tommy at this point, mm-hmm. how does that feel as a mom? Like, what kind of I don't know what emotions were you going through as a mother thinking of that for Montana? Thank God that not. <laughs> You know, I'm not going to have to worry about um, because there were times, you know, before I got this job, when I was on an off semester, I was working. I was still um, managing a restaurant, working and trying to go to school. And then um, I got to quit my uh, restaurant job and um just work there full time. And it was kind of like, hey, we'll bring you on full time, but we would still like you to stay in school. But with the industrial hygiene program, you really couldn't do that and work full time. Oh, gotcha. So it was kind of like, OK, well, as long as you go when we call on you, if you'll go back in safety, then, you know, that'll work. And I was like, OK. So they worked with you in the meantime while yeah. you were finishing up your degree. No, I didn't finish my degree. Oh, you didn't finish no, your I degree. pretty much just like I failed uh, the summer physics <laughs> I was really bad. <laughs> I'm, math is not my forte. Yeah. And I, we've had that conversation. Yeah, we did. <laughs> really struggled with it. Um, so, and when I was working, and since I was working full time, 
I needed that job more than I needed the degree. Right. And so that's what I chose. And uh, we moved up to Savannah. Can I hold on? Can I interrupt and ask uh-huh. you something? With the way that people push, you need to get a degree. You need to get get a degree. You know, there is definitely a place for it and a need for it. What are your thoughts on that? Given the path that your life has taken, what would you? What are you going to tell Montana as she gets older? Or like, has that affected your thoughts on it with your journey? Just curious. Uh. I think it's more of like with Montana, I just tell her, I think that we should do more things in school to get these kids starting at 15 or 16 into different roles and letting them shadow and to see what they might enjoy. Yes. You know, like I just like biology. Yeah. You know, I still love being outside. And so, and I like safety because I do love talking to people and I do get to be outside. It's not an office job. Yeah. And so like with Montana, I just try to find things that she's good at and that make her happy. And I kind of just, you know, try to, okay, well, would you like to do this or would you like, and we look at stuff and we're just now starting to get where we're talking about, hey, let's go shadow you know, this summer we've really, but she's not going to be home much this summer. So, yeah. But that, like that importance of this is moving forward. This is what adulthood is like, yes. like having those conversations. And, you know, I think it's really important to bring up too the fact that it's okay to not know what you want. Yeah. Like when you're 14 or 18 right. or 21 or 35 or whatever age you are, like it's okay to not know exactly what you want. And to try something and go, oh, hey, that what that wasn't it. It yeah. didn't work. It didn't feed. It didn't give me joy. It, you know, and it's not that like everything's, you know, like I like safety. I like what I do, but it's not like the end all be all. It's not what just it's not. a You know, they say if you love the job you do, you don't work a day in your life. Well, it's right. not that type of job. Gotcha. You know, yeah, I'm still going to work. And so, um Oh, and I want to interrupt too one 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 time and say, previous safety committee member right here. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. We love y'all folks. <laughs> so I worked at this um, engineering company, and uh, we did nuclear product testing and development. Oh, yeah. I worked in dock control, baby. It was very <laughs> exciting. Um, we had a lot of fun there. We had some interesting characters. We had, um, in fact, they just had like a 10-year reunion. Oh, well. Not a 10-year. That's like high school. They had a reunion where they invited just a bunch of people. Anyway, it was a it was a great place to work. It was very entertaining, very fun. Anyway, I got um, added to the safety committee and felt like I was something because I was going <laughs> to check the, you know, I would check the uh, fire the fire extinguishers and all. Yeah, all this. <laughs> exactly. Anyway. We couldn't just, do it without y'all. <laughs> so um, it's a, it is a, it's a good job and it, and the, everybody, you're always going to need safety. So uh, Montana says, you know, she's like, you just babysit grown people. And I'm like, well, you know, we want to make sure that those people go home to their families, yeah. you know, and yeah, you need that. For yeah. sure. So I just think that you kind of need to, at least know what you might like to try. Yeah. And they ought to be able to like go and follow or 
to nurture a love or mm-hmm. um or or there's so many jobs out there, so many things to do, so many, you know, titles to have. And you don't know that because you don't hear it a lot. Exactly. Until, like, you work in different areas or you meet different people. And Well, and like you said, like, you never would have thought you were going to go into industrial hygiene. Like, no, that's not a thing that you go, I think I'm going to grow up and do this. <laughs> like, there's so many things out there that you don't know until you start. Right stepping into those places or you meet somebody like you said and you hear about those things through someone's personal story but otherwise it's it's not advertised it's go to school and get a marketing degree go to school and get a business degree well there's so many different avenues of what that looks like because i think whenever i was growing up and people would ask you know what do you want to be when you grow up i'd say i want to be a manager well a manager of what? I, I don't know where this came from. I guess I just wanted to be in charge of people. Yeah. I think I saw the fact that managers could like tell people what to do, but also <laughs> not do as much. That oh, was yeah. what I had in oh, my yeah. head, you know. And so I didn't know what I, I just I knew I wanted to work my way up was really right. what it was, was I didn't want to stay, you know, as a, at a starting position. I wanted to work my way up in a company and be in charge of yeah. stuff. And so but as far as like what that meant, I had no idea. Yeah. And so even when I went to college and like graduated, I got a degree in foreign language and international trade, which is like Spanish and business. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know what I wanted to do with that. It was just a degree. Like I knew it was business. So that would give me a lot of options, but it wasn't like focused. And right. I didn't really, I didn't look into those different avenues and try to figure out, okay, what are some different paths I could take with this? You know, right. it was just such a general thing. Well, and it's important, like, to have, you know, mentors are just so important because, or just people who have been the places, mm-hmm. who have seen the things. Because, you know, without listening to people, you know, I'll just be standing around and be like, oh, that person, they do this, you know. And then I'll, if I may not even know what it is and go look it up, like, yeah. it, you have to have an inquisitive mind. But I think if if it was if I could go back now, I'd be like, I might would get a trade. Yeah. You know, I'm big and I tell Montana all the time, like, maybe she get a trade. Like you don't which she wants to go to college, but I will I tell people all the time, send them kids to get a trade. Oh yeah. Absolutely. So you can make good money in trade work. Oh yeah. Especially sure. right now and in Huntsville it's yeah. Yeah. You make a lot of it. For sure. Okay, so let's move into when did, when did, uh, what happens next? We okay. go and. So I'm at, in Savannah and. Uh, Savannah, Tennessee. Savannah, Tennessee, right. It's a small town and I loved it. And so did Montana. We, it wasn't just the town. Um, the people there are, they took us in like family. I had no family up there. I didn't know a soul when I, I first. I family up there. You do? Yeah. That's yeah, Will's, awesome. Will's side of the family, some of them are in Savannah. Aww, that's we got awesome. some friends there. And Adamsville, which is really close. Yeah, yeah. it is really close. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we know Adamsville. Yeah, that's where his his dad's side, their family is there. So. Oh, yep. that's awesome. Shout out to all y'all. If yeah. you're listening, let me know that you hear this. <laughs> yeah. So um, we, Montana, I, with my job and not having people that were close, you know, I was having... Um, we'd have outages and I have to work or I might have to travel and I would have to trust people that especially early on I barely knew you know to keep her and wash her and that was that was tough yeah. you know um, but 
like I said, like we had great folks there. And she calls all her extra mamas up there. All of them have boys. So she, you know, ended up being really good for us. I bought a little, I bought my first house up there in 10 acres. It was the cutest place. Like still super proud of that moment. And, um, she, you know, she, she flourished there. And, um, and how old is she at this point? Ish. She, we moved up there when she was in first grade. Okay. And so she went to first, she went from first to fifth, the end of fifth or the December of fifth grade there. Okay. So that, Working at the paper mill, I, as the process engineer, and then I, they moved me into safety at some point. Um, I was in this office with the process in, on the hall with the process engineers, and this guy comes in one day and he is like country as cornbread. And like I hear his accent, I'm like, oh, that sounds familiar. You know, he's in the office across from me. I'm like, hey, who are you? And he's like, I'm Brian Long. And I'm like, where are you from? He's from Moulton, Moulton, Alabama. So I'm from Athens. So funny. And so it was. Let me tell you this, too. My side of the family, my my papa's side, <laughs> yeah. they're from Moulton. Oh, wow. <laughs> Small world. <laughs> That's right. Okay. Anyway, continue. <laughs> so he, um, we just become friends. Like, it was like a little piece of home, I guess. And we just become really good friends. And he was a process engineer that got moved into foreman and up into management and he would actually got uh, was put in a uh, power and utility or power and utility superintendent or something like that but he worked in the boilers and so i was like i was a safety part that was my area for the boilers so that that was a different dynamic so we were friends for mm-hmm. years and i would set him up with my friends and um he's 30 i'm i'll be 38 in september his goal was to, you know, move back home at some point, and he wanted children. So, really, he was just a back road riding buddy. Or I'd call him on a Saturday and be like, hey, let's go, let's go get up. I want some lunch. Let's go get Mexican. He'd be like, oh, my God. He'd meet me up there, you know, or whatever. And we were just friends. And he, I might have been dating somebody, or he might have been dating somebody, but um, we were just friends. And he, uh, we were never broke up at the same time well then at some point we were and we was riding back roads and um he can was you, hold on can you explain for people who are not familiar what is riding back roads oh yeah so <laughs> like basically you just where i lived if you went down to the bottoms the river bottoms so it's like um a bunch of like farmland and gravel roads and some of the gravel roads lead to the river and they flood if it you know rains really bad and so riding back roads, you just listen to music and, you know, just ride back roads, see what's going on. You know, I have some friends that we rode back roads and shot snakes on the side of the road. Or you had some that coon hunted. We'd pass coon hunters with their dogs and stuff like that. It was just, it's just something country folk love to do. I love it. <laughs> and so we, um, I knew, like, I kind of, I knew that he was, he was special. Like he he really was uh he's just a different very honest hard-working respectful of women and just a big kind heart and so but he's really blunt so we got along really well 
And like a lot of times when he was riding back roads, he'd be like, I told that girl she better get in there and help, you know, so-and-so wash them dishes. And I'd be like, I tell you what, if you'd have told me that, <laughs> see, this why we wouldn't be together. That's why it would kind of go like that. Well, anyways, one day he, I, you know, he said he was wanting to be married and move back and have kids. And that was not at all my dream. Mm-hmm. Uh, Montana was like I said um well I guess when we met she was fifth grade well yeah probably fourth grade okay so but it's not like there was a lot at the end of the tunnel but she could take she was could take care not really take care of herself yeah but but she's big enough that she's more independent right yeah and so we um he and I I I don't know I finally just gave it was where I was praying about it and I remember closing the door one night after I'd kind of told, like, I didn't want to be, you know, like in a relationship. I just remember, like, bawling my eyes out because somebody else was going to get to have him. And I was like, okay, God, like, what is it? And and I wasn't in a good, I was not in a good place. You know, like, I I had kind of put God on, on the shelf, and I just wasn't in a real good spot, but in that in that moment, I knew that it was him telling me, like, "Hey, you know, at some point, you got to be kind of serious about this." Mm-hmm. And the thing was, was I remember it coming to me. I, you don't make deals with God, right? But I had prayed the only way I'll get married is if it's to my best friend, and so he was my best friend. He really was. He is my best friend. And so I, <laughs> we start dating and then it gets kind of weird at work. Like, you know, I'm having to, hey, your guys are, you got to make them do right. Right. And, oh, it's just it's a, awkward. Yeah. yeah. And Montana, I remember one time she said, mama, I said, well, hey, what do you think about Brian? And, and you know, I didn't bring him around her a lot and. It might have been over to eat dinner or something, but nothing, no affection was shown or anything like that. And uh, she said, Mama, she said, he makes you smile and laugh like I've never seen it. And I was just like, okay. Because kids know. Oh, yeah. Like, I remember being little and knowing, you know. Oh, yeah. Then we, we the goal was to move back home, move back yeah. close to home. So he looked for jobs, and he got a plant manager job, moved back here, and then I got the job at Dynetics, and we moved back three years ago. Oh, I guess it'll be three or four this May. I'm, I don't, I'm not good with time. Like it just yeah, uh, same. I've got a terrible memory. I, <laughs> I tell people I have the memory of a potato. Yeah, because I literally, you can tell me something, I can have a conversation with someone. And a few days later, I can remember the conversation, but I have no idea what they looked like. It is so embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> so if I have talked to y'all out somewhere, please don't feel offended. I, if if I don't know who you are, please just tell me because I, I really can't remember no, stuff. No, me neither. So, anyway, so I feel that. For I sure. say them kids take your brain. Oh, I, your memory. I can't even say that. I think it was before <laughs> I had kids. I just have all, I don't know. Anyway. But we moved back here and I got the job um, at Dynetics not long after he got a job. We bought a house pretty close to where I live, like within the same county of where I grew up. Mm-hmm. And we got married. <laughs> it was like our wedding was scheduled and then COVID hit. And so we moved it back. We got married on like October 3rd of 2020. And Walker, 
the 18-month-old came November 17th of 2021, and he has rocked all of our worlds. <laughs> so he, it's it's like almost euphoric to know where I started and how, you know, it just really takes me back to choices you make. We'll put you in a we'll put you in a position that good or bad. It's it starts with a choice you make, and and so I. It's just good to look back because I am so content now and like just like you know I got I got a good life. God's blessed me and He's blessed us. And so, what would you if you could go back and tell that twenty three year old you? You know, just found out you're pregnant. Life is very unsure. What What would you tell yourself then? You need to drown yourself in Lord in the Lord's work because I felt guilty because I was a Christian. I knew I was, you know, instead of pushing pulling back because His love was still there. You know, she was given to me because He knew I needed something. And so I would probably tell her, like, take a deep breath. You're built for this, and God's going to guide you. Trust him. Yeah, that's really good. So now a little man comes into the picture, yeah. and, and life is very different. You're still working. Yes, and um, I'm working. What, what has changed in these last 18 months with having going from, you know, Montana being so independent back to those less sleep and more needs and all of that. How has that transition been? So he sleeps pretty well. That's good. And um, I have to get used to the clinginess. Montana's not clingy. I'm not a clingy person. So I have to get, I get kind of used to that. I think the thing that's been the biggest for me in the beginning I really struggled with um, was that he... Like, I feel like he will get a better mother than she got because there's so many years between them and I've grown so much. And, you know, I didn't, I probably didn't appreciate the time with her like I do with him. Mm -hmm. And of like, I'm not really a type that wants to go back. You know, I wouldn't, when she was little, I was like, come on, you know, each year I was like, oh, I loved watching her grow. But now that she's 14, and I realized, like, four more years, and, like, she's going to college. It's like you – and having a baby, you realize, like, time is fleeting. Yeah. And, you know, like, she's just – she's a great kid. And so I really wish I would have known then to take in that time more. Yeah. Better with her. But he keeps us – she's a great sister. And he – and I know that she'll get a better – mother too because of him well and i think she got to see you grow yeah and there's something i mean i think we all have those moments and those things about ourselves that we wish we you know i wish i would have done this differently like if i would have been this person back then you know i could have changed the people around me or i could have done stuff differently and affected but like the fact that she got to watch you turn into the person you are is a pretty 
phenomenal thing too. Yeah. So just because you weren't this person then doesn't mean she didn't have a great mom then. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah, Amazing. of course. I'm going to cry. I'm a cry baby. That's another thing y'all should know is like anytime if somebody else cries, I'm going to cry. I can watch the stupidest commercial on TV and they'll say like one little thing and I'll be like, okay. I'm just like trying to like not cry. I don't know. Anyway. Not, I wouldn't really say that I'm a crier. Um, when I think about her, I get this year really it's been the. Yeah. It really, you know, I'm super, I'm just proud of her. But when I think about her growing older like it that's really what gets me so lately like it's oh, yeah. been um so one of the things i want to talk about real quick before we get into some of the other questions is just about um rodeo a little rodeo <laughs> yeah. so what tell me a little about that um i know that i'm constantly seeing you know y'all are going to this you're doing that <laughs> yeah. so what what's the deal with with rodeo it keeps us busy montana um the rule for her when she was little was that she had to just play a sport to be active. She had she just had to be active. And so we did the gymnastics and she wanted to dance. And I remember being like, Oh my god, if y'all need I can't me see back you in as the a day. Dance mom. Yeah, that's whatever it was like God had a sense of humor. Yeah. Because then she wanted to be a cheerleader. And so we did cheering. Were you did Yeah, you, I mean did you yeah, te- I mean yeah, I, I love it. Like I you even though I, I was like, y'all just don't know. I was such a tomboy and cheering was so far from i never would have thought but yeah i mean you realize that they that you realize pretty quick they're their own people oh yeah and so you just try to help them and i was praying that she wouldn't want to do it forever (laughs) right i think we all have those things we're like please don't get into that please (laughs) just do this other thing okay so she did that and then she's played soccer and volleyball and montana is athletic like 10 times over whatever thought about being just gifted really gifted in it but she's been around rodeo her whole life that's what her dad did or roping that's what her dad did and the kids that are from that way of life normally get into like junior rodeos and so i guess about three years now she kind of got to where like she wouldn't even she had a horse but she wouldn't she wouldn't get over a walk you know she was pretty she's always been very cautious and uh She's a lot different than I am in some ways. And she starts doing um, rodeo. Like, so she decided that goat tying, that's what she wanted to do. That was going to be her thing. Now, she runs poles and runs barrels. She has a barrel horse. and um, But goat tying is her. That's what she's passionate about And so right for now. people that don't know, just a quick okay. version, what is goat tying? So that's like a goat is staked out, on a, like, like on a tether almost the tether's like 10 foot long and she's on her horse on the other end of the arena it's like um probably like a, i think it's 110 foot and so she comes at a full gallop and i think we went to a clinic and the fastest she got off was at like 26 miles an hour and she steps off her horse stays standing up in a sprint runs down to the goat flanks him which is like putting him on his side gathers the feet and ties it and the quickest time she's ran is a 7.95 that's seconds and that's that's really good i mean for i mean for yeah, her yeah, yeah for that. like yeah it's it's good like that is it's good and we are so proud of how far she come like 2 years ago she was running 14 so yeah so that's a big difference yeah, a big and i've seen i've seen video of it and it's so fun to watch like <laughs> just like go montana go yeah it's crazy i you know i feel the same way about social media that you do and but we're 
I I just feel like, you know, she's finally found something she's passionate about. And my mama, there ain't no telling how many miles that woman drove to get me places, camps, clinics, AAU ball tournaments, and then turn around and play softball. So I just wanted, you know, she, I guess I just do. I, I'm going to do whatever it takes. If she's got the talent, she's got the want to, then we're going to find a way. Then that's what, so when she's sitting about 15th right now in the nation in the Little Bridges um, Association. So we go out to Oklahoma for the nationals in July and her goal is to make the short go, which is like the final round. Gotcha. That's fun. Well, congrats, Montana. That's so cool. Um, And I mean, I think it's interesting to me how different families are and how some families really value things like that and others don't as much like they value different things. Um, What do you feel like all of those hours your mom drove or the money she spent or the, you know, the time that you spent doing those sports and, you know, going and doing, what did that do for you as an adult? How does that affect you? Well, I think it, it affected me in a sense of like, as if you know, like for a, from a parent standpoint, if you know that your kids have the talent and they have the want to, then, and they're willing to put forth the effort then you should put forth that effort. And um, I think it teaches on valuable lessons. Like she's learning responsibility. Like she has, she gets up at 4.30 or 5 before school and feeds her horse. I'm not doing it. You know, she's, you know, getting her tack ready or cleaning out the trailer or feet. You know, like I'm not doing any of that. Like we're footing the bill and we have, we're, we're driving the miles, but it's just showing her, hey, we're here to support you. You know, we're on your team. Yeah. And it shows her, too, that it shows her healthy relationships. That's awesome. I'm really proud of you. Thank you. Like all that you've been through and where you are now. I've just loved our conversations and like, um, you know, just catching up. And I feel like we just connected all the things. So um, one thing I do want to ask you about, this is totally off topic, but y'all. okay. so there was this viral (laughs) video several years ago that was talking about people who didn't have an internal monologue, like people who couldn't have a conversation with themselves, didn't have some, you know, like if I was just amazed by this because I have so many conversations in my head or like I'll replay something that happened or, you know, those sort of things. But then this video comes out that was like, there are people who can't do this that don't have that. And so I posted about it on my Facebook and was like, is this a real thing? Like, seriously, and Jamie commented and she was like, I don't think I have that. Yeah. So <laughs> tell me, I, I have literally, it's so funny because at the time I, there was no podcast. There was no, I had no idea this would ever happen, but I thought one day I want to interview Jamie. I want to <laughs> ask her all these things because I'm so amazed by this. So I have that opportunity. Yeah. Jamie, what in the world? <laughs> tell me about how does this work? I mean, it. I reckon it don't. I mean, like, I, I don't think, I mean, so you don't like what goes on in your head? Like, do you do you plan things? Do you? <laughs> I mean, there's a. I mean, I know you have stuff going on in your head. I, don't... <laughs> like, I mean, like I know. So like stuff in my head is like, OK, I know I need to get groceries or I know I know we got lesson. We can do a lesson here. Or I, like it's like more of like a schedule. It's like instead of having a ri- schedule written out, 
on a calendar. I have it in my head. So you have pictures of the... Yeah, like, it's like a calendar. And I'm like, okay, today we got this and this and this. Done. Like, I'm not... It's not like, well, I'm, I'm going to do this, and then I'll go do this. You don't think through that stuff. Like, no. I've got to do this. I've got to do that. I've got to do that. It's just... Well, seeing- I think I've got to do this stuff, but it's not like how... I, I don't... Keep, it's just like... These are bullets. That's more of what it's like. These are bullets. Okay. So you can, but you can see it. I see it. And see the words more than. More than thoughts just running through your head. That's so interesting to me. My friends are all like, it always boggles my mind when people are like, mostly females are like, man, when I lay down at night, I just have all these thoughts and it just, I can't go to sleep. And I'm like, what is this? I lay down. I'm gone. Are you serious? Yeah. There ain't no thoughts. (laughs) Like, I ain't getting no more done tonight. They'll be there when I wake up. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> like, I mean, <laughs> done. I'm done for the day. I'm going to bed. Oh, yeah. I lay, So you don't ever, like, wake up in the middle of the night, like, thinking through? No. No. If, just, I, no, if I wake up in the middle of the night, I have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even imagine this because I'm one of the – what about, like, like an old conversation with someone? Like, I should have said this? Uh-uh. Or you because, No, because – okay. And I don't think that it's like, no, because I just feel like I live in the moment. And once it's gone, I can't get that time back. Yeah. Like if, you know, next time I say, oh, maybe I may act different, but I don't replay it. And I do not. I'm probably the worst person at holding grudges. Like you get about three strikes with me. But but when you're done, when I'm done with you, it's like, I'll love you from over here, but you're going to be over there. Yeah. You know, but. No, I, it, no. And I don't think, I don't think, man, I wish I'd have said this or, because I, half the time I can't remember the full conversations. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> I'm so glad we got to have this. Cause like I said, I mean, just whenever that first came up, I was like, this is amazing. Like, I don't. Like when I saw it, I was like, this happens to people. Like, that's why y'all can't sleep none. Yeah. That's why you want to know why you got some anxiety. Cause you got all these thoughts running. In your oh, head. absolutely. <laughs> 100%. Yes. <laughs> And you don't, and that's not fair. Like, <laughs> so I look at it like, all right, anything I come in contact with, is this an issue I can do something about, or is it out of my control? If it's out of my control, God, please be with us. It's in your hands, and we're done. That's it. If it's something that I can that I can do something about, or I can help fix, then okay, let's let's do it. With that, let's um, let's move into. We got just a couple minutes left. I want to ask you the big question of the podcast. You ready for mm-hmm. it? What does success mean to you? What does yeah. it look like? Success for me means um, it looks like like big success would be eternal salvation for me and my family and my loved ones and stuff like that. Like if you're talking about the worldview of success, like it's really just. Uh, it's not it's not worldly things for me it's you know being content and we can hang out at the outside or all together as a family or it's like just doing the it's doing the the things that bring you joy and like Seeing other people joyful brings me joy. So I love hearing laughs or if I can make somebody smile or it's just that is success to me, really. Yeah, that's awesome. And I think that you live your life that way. Like it's it's very evident that 
that's something that you're striving for in your life. And I think that's really amazing. So, um, so thank you for that. With that, I want to ask you, there's something else you you wanted to share that I don't even know what this is. She was like, yeah, I want to tell you about something. And so I've got, um, on my papers here, it says something new. So tell me about something new. I got my real estate license. Shut up. I sure did. Congratulations. And I am with the the brokerage um, Mossy Oak Properties, Southeast Land, and Wildlife. And I'll be focusing mainly on land. It's it's a side gig. But I think that it will be something that I love that I do. Yeah. I can see that for sure. Yes. That's amazing. Thank you. Congratulations. I'm so excited for you. I'm very excited about it. Yeah, that's a good little secret. Mm -hmm. So with that, if anybody needs to find you, tell me. Buy or sell. Um, I'll have some. I got, you know, I got a Facebook page. It's not a business page, just my personal right now. So once I get the business pages up and running, like it really just all happened in the past like two weeks. Not the, I've had my license, but. I got with this firm, okay, this gotcha. brokerage, and uh, I'll give it to you, and you can tag it in there. Okay, so um, so for now, if you're listening to this, this episode will release the week of what June? I don't even know what day it is. Let's see, the thirteenth is when this should release. So if you're listening to this now in the present, um, it may not be updated with the current uh, website or facebook page or whatever but when it comes available i will go back and update it there so if you're listening to this like as a replay a few weeks later a few months later a year later whatever hopefully they're still you know tuning in later um i will update that when it's available and also i will make sure to post a story um, with an update when it comes open and that will be on instagram at successful mama podcast so make sure you're following along there anything else you want to you want to tag? You want to pitch? You want to share? No, that's that's it. That's it. Okay. Well, you guys, this has been really fun. Before you go, one last thing. Okay. I, I almost forgot. We have to ask the <laughs> the quick um, rapid fire questions for you. So what is your coffee order? Uh, it's from Scooters. And I get a large turtle latte with an extra shot. That sounds delicious. It is delicious. Will it's- gets an extra shot. My husband, Will, gets an extra shot in his lattes or like frappes it always it's so good yeah it's extra if you don't like sweet then don't get it but i love it it's It's great mm. um and also we should add in the fact that you you guys if you follow on instagram you know that i have my guests bring a coffee mug to kind (laughs) of i just love coffee mugs they're my love language i think that they're fun and they can just share a lot about you and so i asked my guests to bring their favorite coffee mug and then i just share a picture of that um, and Jamie, you, you didn't bring a coffee mug. Tell us why. <laughs> I don't drink coffee at home. Like at all. I mean, if I get coffee, it's not like an everyday thing. Some weeks it is, but not every, but I don't, I don't drink coffee. So you home. don't even have a coffee mug I at home? Mug. <laughs> I love it. Okay. So number two, how clean does your house stay on a scale of one to 10? Uh, today it's like a two <laughs> on a <laughs> regular basis. Um, probably a five. We are, we're setters. We're not dirty people. We're setters. Mm-hmm. And I loathe putting away clothes. Yes. Preach. So. I feel that. They live in the laundry basket yeah. for quite a while or the dryer. Yeah. Or on the couch. So my, uh, my stepmother is one who does all the laundry in one day. Like 
every day? She lo- no, no, no. Just like on Saturday. Oh, like okay. it's a laundry oh, okay. day. And so she goes and gets it right out of the dryer and brings it to the couch and folds it and then goes and puts it away and is already running the next load. So it's like laundry day. Oh, I should probably do it that So way. it's interesting to me, though, how different people do their laundry because like either you have that set time or you have a constant running thing or if you're like me and you apparently (laughs) you just leave it in the basket and you just get it out of the basket it's totally fine um okay so question number three a book or show you've recently loved um so montana i listened to uh where the crawdads sing Mm -hmm. and we listened on audiobook and we really liked that i've Um, heard that super good yes Um, reading Mama Bear Apologetics right now, and so far it's been great. They have a podcast too. Okay, interesting. I haven't heard of that. I'll have to check it out. I love like this question has brought me so many things. Like, oh, I need to look at this. Yeah. I need to look at that. Um, okay, last question. What is the most random item you have in your purse? <laughs> I don't carry a purse. <laughs> It's so funny because when I looked at you, like the grin on your face, I knew that was what was about to come out of your mouth. I don't carry a purse and um, I only carry like a bifold wallet, like a, a man's wallet because my it drives my husband crazy. It drove him crazy when we met that I just carried my debit card and my license loose. Oh, so you just had it in, in my pocket, in pocket or it stayed in my truck. I live in my truck, so pretty much not. Yeah, but, you know. Yeah. So, <laughs> so now you have your wallet that you carry. Yes. What about a diaper bag? Did you carry a diaper bag? I, mean, I carry a diaper yeah. bag. It's okay. in it's in the truck. But you don't carry it around like stuff no, all just, your stuff in there. Mm-mm. Okay. No. Gotcha. Nope. Nope. I don't. That's awesome. I don't keep stuff. Different strokes. Well, now my mom would be like, "Well, you should." She got a ton of stuff in her truck. Okay, so yeah. that's your purse. Is your truck? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So just, then, what's the most random thing you have in your truck? Um, probably fingernail clippers. I guess. Okay. Well, Miss Jamie, this has been a lot of fun. <laughs> it has been fun. <laughs> I so appreciate you coming. Yeah, this thank you for having me. This has been good to catch me. up, of course. You guys, thanks for listening. Have a wonderful week, and we will see you next time on the Successful Mama Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Successful Mama Podcast. For more information, head on over to SuccessfulMamaPodcast.com, where you can find show notes and all of the links mentioned in today's episode. Tap that share button. And remember to tag at Successful Mama Podcast. And make sure to go leave a review. It really does help. A special thanks to Will Carruthers. Until next time, remember, Mama, success looks more than one way, and it's up to you to define it.